So you've got to know that you're in for a treat when the episode opens up with a preemptive apology. We did have some technical difficulties during episode 16, so the big man Quentin Neff's microphone never actually picked up his voice. So please enjoy this episode as you can hear and experience some of the creative ways we tried to fix and overcome this. Other than that, we know that you're going to enjoy this episode. We've got a very special guest, and thank you in advance for listening to the Nerd of Godcast. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. I'm laughing already. Uh, this is uh, this is a great place for you to hang out, listen to the fun and the excitement of being a Christian and being a nerd and being passionate about love and life and the Lord and all the fun stuff that he's given us to enjoy. My name is Tony T, and we are so thankful that you are here with us tonight, uh, today, uh, this afternoon, this evening. Uh, have a blessed New Year's whenever you're listening. These things last forever. So uh, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, we want to introduce the Nerd of God cast crew to you. With me, as always, is Player 2, Producer steve Hey, everybody. Hey, Producer steve What's good in your neck of the woods? Uh, like I say every episode, not much. You really should get out more. Eh, well. I mean, what, what, what would you want to be able to say? What would be your ideal answer in this moment? If, if I could say, hey, Producer steve and you wanted to say something that was not, not much. What would be your ideal thing to say? I, I don't know. Not much is pretty much my go-to. Come on, man. Dream a little larger. Hey, guys. I'm Skyping you because I'm in Ireland right now filming a movie. It's ideal. It's a dream. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, hey, don't put me on the I'm spot. I'm not criticizing. There's no judgment in brainstorming. There's no I'm getting laughed answer. at. All right. So Why you're... Ireland? I, it was going to be Why England, and then I changed it at the last moment. Why not? <laughs> He's like, England's too mainstream. I'm going Irish. I want to taste Lucky Charms the way they were originally intended to be tasted. <laughs> I don't like Lucky Charms. Come on, man. They're magically in delicious. Good, in Ireland, they're good. In Ireland, Ireland they're good. Special got, in Ireland. You, have, you haven't had Lucky Charms. They use actual marshmallows. Directly at the end of the rainbow. That's chalk right. mellows. I don't understand what your deal is. They taste like You're chalk. wrong. Breakfast like marshmallows. <laughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> player, you know, let's just agree that you're wrong. Uh, player number three, the lovely Tori Line. Yo. Yo, Tori. Yo. Homework? Homework. All right. So and what do we have to do to make you not have homework? Because this is what we're doing today. Burn down the school? No, no, like, no, no, no. The Nerd of God cast school burns down, does not endorse this is like, our well, single no. evidence. Part of my homework I, is... Burning down the school. It's two-part <laughs> homework. Part is paid, part I'm paying for. So it's like, a, it's I have lots of work to do. You know, other than that. you're just a stone's throw away from not having any more homework, Tori. True, for the rest of my life. For having actual work. Well, for home, having real work, work that you do yeah. at home, that's homework. Work that gets you money. Money work. The, the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that would be a leer, and <laughs> a liar, it was super and was highly effective. <laughs> it was. Uh, I like Pokemon. That worked. Hey, it. look, everybody! It's Neff, the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Help us out, man. Assad. Uh, what? Assad, what? Assad. Assad. Dude, saw. Dude. Dude, saw. Dude. What? All right, all right, bro. 
Um, I don't. I don't. Have I don't, 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 don't want to give up interpretation. <laughs> Why are you? Uh, he's that's, dancing. This is the audio there's podcast. A, Nobody a dance can see happening. That. This is wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm. I don't. I'm uh, comfortable right now. I wish. I wish so much that all of you could be with us right now, because what we just saw was it was art. It was only described as, as art. Um, oh, nice. So that that represents oh, zapper, the one hundred percent of our normal crew. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a second and introduce. We have a very special guest with us tonight from uh, far, far, far away. Uh, one of my good friends and someone that I look up to as a a good man and a smart guy and one of the most creative people that I've ever met in my oh. entire life. Uh, would you please? Put your hands together for Christian Zadek. Uh, thanks, everyone. All the way from Stu John. Stu John. That is the, isn't, that the, isn't that the home of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, it is, Tony. You're right. <laughs> but wait, wait. He and I are both from there. <laughs> Who was born to a mother and a father. That's true. That's true. That's a, hey, in the Star Wars universe, that's an important distinction. Yes, right. He didn't just, wasn't just there. Anakin Stu. never had a daddy. And see what happens? I am a super fan of this show. I just want to go on record. Thing. I've listened to all the episodes. I feel like I know everyone here. And now I'm seeing the Rat Cave That's right. myself <laughs> yeah. behind the scenes. And it's awesome. It is awesome. So so for the next uh, the next at least hour, you will be staring at that patch of unfinished drywall. Yeah, I'm sitting across from no one really right now. So it's a little odd. I have to... Yeah. A, little, a little bit neff. We should hang a poster yeah. up there of something. Like yeah. um, uh, it, needs to be a, it needs to be a cat. A poster just just hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it was poster made? 1972. A cat is long days. dead. I'm are, happy are to be you, here. Oh. Are you just going off on a Simpsons tirade? I am. You're the worst. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Hey, if you can't handle it, oh, wow. Guys, guys, I brought you a gift. This is a Chinese what? thing. What? You shut no. up right no. now. No, when you come, yeah, you bring gifts. And so this gift is not Chinese. The fact oh. that I'm giving you a gift <laughs> okay. is Chinese. Okay. So it's the Chinese oh, cool. act of gift giving. Yes. You, it's unnecessary because this is your place. If this is my house, absolutely. Are we, we going to pass this around? Sure. Yeah, this is, it's for you guys. Oh. It's The Empire Strikes Back, yes. the Star Wars yes. Part the Fifth, William Shakespeare edition. It's that is The awesome. Empire Striketh Back. Striketh Back. Striketh yeah, I was back. excited and didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> you, you gave a book That's to our least awesome. literate crew member. No, but this is one of my favorite... <laughs> what? I gave it to all it of you. That's not funny. <laughs> I read a lot. No, I'm keeping it there. The, the internet doesn't now. count, man. You did kind of read the title wrong, but what I'm saying, like, but, but, no, I was at the bookstore and I was, okay, this is, I'm referencing the podcast again. I was, I saw the book Ready Player One, which Stephen had mentioned. Mm, yes. So don't take that from him. You are literate. Yes. You are reading. I mean, I'm only on like chapter three after like two months, <laughs> but still. That's cool. But I was like, Stephen talked about this. I'm going to check this out. So I got that book and then I saw this and I was like, I'm going to buy this for my Friends. Oh, that's awesome. Because I remember when you guys like did the dramatic reading. Yes. And you had the stormtroopers from like <laughs> the old west or the south or wherever they were. And that was a great moment in the history of this podcast. Thank so you. I saw this and I was so you guys whatever, share it, put oh, it okay. in the stash, whatever. But I, I just felt like, you know, the whole Vader Luke interchange there at the end might be yes. cool in Shakespearean. Beautiful. Very cool. I Yoda's think that, I think we're gonna have to reprise our uh, our visit to the the Globe or I guess the Death Star Theater. Yes. Uh, very mm -hmm. cool. Thank you, man. Well, you you've honored us. Thank we you. appreciate it. I did. Thank you very much. Uh, the American tradition is to, uh, when you don't have a present for someone who brings you a present, to thank them and then awkwardly change the subject. 
or just re-give the present. Chris, so I got this for you. <laughs> it is Star Wars: The Empire Strikes well, you gotta, Back. I will tell. I will tell you one thing. Uh, if someone ever gives you a book and you want to re-gift it, a life lesson I've learned: look inside the book first and make sure that they didn't inscribe something personal. Because there was a time that um, a pastor uh, gave me a book and said, "You know, I saw this and I really thought that this would be something to be great for your library." And I opened it up and it had an inscription to him mm-hmm. from someone else. I'm like, "Wow." Re-gifted. I don't. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take the book, but still, man, like yeah. at least just do the due diligence. Look I'm behind sorry, the cover. Yeah. Like someone gave you this, you didn't even open this book right I now. I mean, whatever. I, that crossed my mind. I was like, should I write something in it? And I was like, no, they might want to give it away. Yeah, I better. Might, yeah. They might already have it. Oh, so you didn't keep the receipt or anything, did you? <laughs> no. no, no. That's really great, man. Thank you so much. You, you've definitely honored us. Of course. Thank you for having we, me. We gave you cheap pizza earlier, though, so we're even. That's right. So. We're even. <laughs> so speaking of cheap pizza, uh, this is a segment that I want to kick off the show with tonight called the One Question Interview. So we can get to know you guys all a little bit better, and everybody out there in podcast land can say, hey, you know, tonight I just feel a little closer to Neff and Tori and Steven and Christian and myself than, than I did before. By knowing the subtle nuances, it's sort of like the, uh, the, the questions and answers that you would find in such esteemed publications as your Tiger Beat uh, or your Electronic Gaming Monthly. So tonight's one question interview question is a one question interview question. That's redundant. One question interview question. Tonight I will pose to you a one question interview query uh, that is thus. If if you had to confess under under, uh, penalty of death, uh, what is your guiltiest guilty pleasure food? The food... That you just, it's like almost embarrassing, but ooh, 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 you love it, love it, love it. Yum, yum, give me some. Guilty pleasure food. It, while you guys are thinking, I'll go first. Um, I, when I was a kid, I would eat one of these when I came home from school almost every day, uh, which explains a whole lot. Uh, I love Kraft macaroni and cheese. And I'm not even talking the one with the little pouch with the squishy cheese in it. I mean, straight up powdered cheese, add your butter and milk. And I would cut a hot dog up into it. You gotta boil the hot dog with the noodles. That's the only way that the Lord will see and smile upon it. And then when you're eating it, just a dab of A1 steak sauce. Oh yes, all up in there. So you got your hot dogs. That's fantastic. You know what I'm saying? You got your hot dogs. You got your mac and cheese. I mean, it really is a a square meal if you. It's a square meal. Look at it from the right perspective. It's more ketchup when it comes to that kind of stuff. Whatever it takes. You know, as as my palate has become more sophisticated, I have swapped out the uh, the the A1 steak sauce for some sweet baby rays from time to time, or sriracha. Can I ask you, sriracha is kind of a thing here that like it's catching on big time in the mm-hmm. states. Um, every fast food restaurant has some kind of sriracha. I've vibe. noticed. Yeah, is, is sriracha a thing in Asia that people care about? I think in Southeast Asia, okay, like maybe Vietnam. Gotcha. I remember the first time I saw sriracha was like at a Vietnamese restaurant in in like in the states. But no, I've never. You can't get sriracha in China. You have to go to like an import store to get it in China. So gotcha. it's it's considered a foreign thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Neff, what's your guilty pleasure food? Uh, can we include drinks? Why not? Milk. <laughs> what makes that guilty? Because I drink a lot of it. <laughs> so well, there's a difference between a, a guilty pleasure and obsessive pleasure. So just noise. plain milk, chocolate milk, strawberry milk, any kind of particular milk, milkshakes? Just uh, natural, homegrown. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> How about that 2%? I, I, I mess with that. Alright. What about silk? Uh, you do soy milk, almond milk? Almond milk? Vanilla almond milk. Sweetened 
vanilla. Gotcha. Because I don't like the unsweetened. I don't. I don't deals with that. Don't deals with mm-hmm. that. Ain't got no no times for the unsweetened. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Tori, what do you what do you like to nosh on when you're feeling? See, okay, I really like chicken fingers, and I really like bread mm-hmm. together. <laughs> so, chicken finger on sandwich. A sandwich. Yeah, gotcha. With bacon and cheese. Yeah. Provolone and uh, and <laughs> pepperoni. Are you, are, it sounds like you're placing an order. <laughs> Do we need to give you a moment? <laughs> And Parmesan cheese on the top. Yeah, you're definitely speaking my sandwich <laughs> language here. I, I really like... So that's like the savory side. Sure. And But then... And and also, anything with melting cheese and pepperoni, I'm, I'm all about. Gotcha. Um, and I, I like the sweet side. I really like um, mochi. Mochi are like weird little Japanese confections. And they're like squishy and full of red bean paste. Which sounds gross, mm-hmm. but I really Certainly like does. it. Is that like boba? Is that what they put in the the boba thing? No, no. It's that's I guess ta- that would be that's boba. tapioca. That's tapioca. Yeah. Red bean paste is. is I've, had wrong, I've had the wrong. I've had the wrong. Straight boba. up gross. I'm just gonna go on. <laughs> right. What 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 is what's gross about? It? Explain. I don't know that I know the red bean. When paste. When he was talking about chalk marshmallows earlier, to me, red bean paste is like very. It's very pasty. It's it very is. chalky. So it's not just it's a clever very, and it's not title. sweet. Sweet. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a bean. It's a slightly sweetened bean. Imagine like pintos, but with some sugar on it. Sugary <laughs> pinto beans. He's not wrong. But like people, your, your move, Food Network. <laughs> Chinese people like where I live. Red bean paste is very popular, but I yeah, I'm not a fan. Don't don't put no marshmallows in my mochi. <clears throat> no. Don't mess with that. Okay, fair Other enough. That, that's that's my thing. There it is. All right, so I'm gonna have to go try me some mochi. I have some at my house. Um, I'm awesome. on Let's go. Do they, Let's do, go a, do they do a black sesame? Do you ever have black sesame? One? I don't think so. Red, I've, had okay. I've had taro. I've had yam, I think. Yeah. Yam. Had, uh, I have strawberry at my house. I am what so I am. We'll see. Okay. What am I? I have right. had straight up red what bean paste, too, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. But there it is. Steve-O. Uh, mine has a, a story behind it. It might be a sad story. I don't think it's a sad story. Uh-huh. But mine is... Uh, Brace yourselves, kids. Oatmeal cream pies. Sad story? Uh, because oh, I loved... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's, That's And my dream as a child was to find a gigantic oatmeal cream pie. So you and were when sad I went to Disney, you find When one? I went to Disney World, when I was a child, oh, they have the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground. playground the Hollywood and Studios. I ran to the oatmeal cream pie, and it was plastic. Mm-hmm. And I was so heartbroken. Because uh-huh. I thought it was real. And now it makes sense that they would not have a gigantic <laughs> oatmeal cream pie. Now, and how unsanitary oh, and nasty I that would be. I see what they were going yeah. for. But little four-year-old yeah. chubby Steve-O was so happy and disappointed and broken I when he saw that. I can see you there. looking up to the horizon and seeing this giant cookie. Uh, but awesome. I love oatmeal cream pies. This life has killed a dream. Now, that and Captain Crunch cereal. There is oatmeal cream pies. There is a, two different kind of oatmeal cream pies. There's the regular ones and then the giant ones. <laughs> uh, do you prefer the larger of the two? I like the regular ones. Regular ones? Yes. All right, so you can eat more? Mostly because I until this moment, I did not know there was a second kind. Oh, oh the, <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe the regular ones get a for you have always tonight. been the giant ones. <laughs> maybe you, 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 I give you a giant one, you go, oh, that's, I thought that was the regular one. There's regular <laughs> and there's extra small. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, Christian? Yeah, good question. Uh, I. It's hard because I don't necessarily feel guilty when I eat any of these things. Uh, 
I love Kraft mac and cheese. That would have been mine, That's but a, Tony went first. Sorry, sorry. I feel a little guilty because that seems like it should be a kid's food, maybe. Mm. So, but I love it it's so much. It's only kid's food if you get like the SpongeBob-shaped ones or something right. like but that. But yeah. the shapes like hold the cheese better. I'm going to say <laughs> so my, I'm, my daughter has definitely bought me a Star Wars-shaped uh, mac and cheese from the dollar store. They saw it, and they used their own money to buy it for me for Christmas. They're like, nice. Dad, it's mac and cheese, and it's Star Wars. Two things you love. Perfect. I was like, you know me. Uh, <laughs> but um, so in China, when you go out to eat, you either get rice and dishes or you get noodles. Uh, I love noodles. And I'm talking about it's always a big old bowl of noodles. And I just I put the whole bowl away. And I do feel guilty every time I do it. But I don't leave any behind. I love Chinese noodles. There's a, a ton of different kinds. There's a kind called Yopo Mian. That's probably my favorite. And... It's really good, and I do feel a little guilty after I eat it. I, I wanted to go like one of the hyenas from from the Lion King and just go, "Ooh, say it again!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now this I guess is a, as good a segue as anything. Uh, so, so what you're probably best well known for, uh, outside of your immediate circle of, of friends and people that that you know, is you do a show on YouTube. I do. Can you tell us a little bit about street street food? Yes, I do a show called Street Food. Uh, it's all about Chinese snacks and Chinese culture. It's kind of a vlog about my life as an expat where I introduce you to a snack and then some element of Chinese culture. And we're almost at 100 episodes. That's awesome. It'll be yes. like 90-something episodes. And I just started – this is awesome. I just started releasing my new season, and I think I'm about seven episodes away from my 100th episode awesome. extravaganza. Yay. So it's pretty fun. And it's at YouTube.com slash CZDEC. C D Z A D E K. We'll link, the name we'll link Street to Food it. was already taken by some dude who makes videos that are not as good as mine, but he gets a lot more views than me. So, gotcha. but I'm not bitter. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I do we, that. We wanted Nerd of God, and uh, the Twitter Nerd of God handle is taken by somebody who hasn't tweeted since 2011. So <laughs> such a bummer. Sort of like the same problem. Yeah. But yeah, but you say that because it, it made me think of when you're talking about noodles. Mm-hmm. I think some of my favorite episodes of Street Food are when you're watching the noodles being made, and, oh, and man, it's, and it looks incredible. I just I want to go to there. They are so good. But yeah. Street food. Check it out. I also do a podcast, which is called Bath Time with Christian and Ashley. And it's my wife and I. Now, and- hold on. Let me just jump in there because this is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. It's, so it's, called, it's called what now? All right. Uh, I have two kids, and they keep us pretty busy. But for half an hour every night, they are in the bath. And my wife and I have just a free moment. And once in a while maybe once a week we do a podcast while the kids are in the bath and when the kids are ready to get out of the bath the podcast is over so it's usually 20 to 25 <laughs> minutes it's yeah, called bath time it. with christian and ashley it's intentionally silly sounding and mostly we just talk about silly things um but yeah there's also that okay cool we will check that out and that's available on yeah please do all your media consumables yeah put it in your queue baby put it in your queue you'll definitely enjoy it street food is is my favorite thing on youtube all the time whenever i watch it is sincerely my favorite thing on youtube and uh that's really sweet they're just bad lip reading oh i love bad lip reading (laughs) it's three to five minutes so they're all really short very easily consumable snack size portions of culture and I always love clean YouTube channels Uh, yes yeah don't listen to the bath uh, bath time with Christian and Ashley that doesn't sound clean (laughs) I'm gonna have to have someone filter that one for me that's why no one's listening that's right you're you're, you're targeting the wrong audience that's what it is (laughs) people are listening for uh 
for the good stuff. Well, uh, speaking of getting out there on the YouTubes, you can uh, visit with us, your Nerd of Godcast friends. Uh, you can connect with us on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Instagram by looking us up at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, you can also connect with us on our blog at nerdofgodcast.com. We post up there intermittently. We will put a link up there to Christian's shows uh, so you can check them out. In fact, I did post a blog not too long ago after after we spoke about you referencing that we mentioned Wawa uh, pretty much every episode. Yeah. Uh, you really made me go back and think about some things. Uh, so you got to have Wawa tonight. I did. Uh, for potentially, possibly the first time, your wife disagreed. Yeah, Ashley thinks that I had it in Philly. She's probably correct, but I didn't remember. But I was like, I think I'm going to be on the Nerd of God cast tonight, and probably that means I need to visit Wawa yeah. beforehand. So it was a pre, we definitely win. Now, now to, to sort of segue into another conversation that we had <laughs> off the air, uh. it's interesting. You, you compare, like, I had Wawa before, but I didn't make I didn't anchor it into my memory as a significant thing. Now that you've kind of heard about it, now you've heard us talk about it, and, and you're in this context, it takes on a new significance. Earlier we spoke about you watching the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Which, which one is the Gene Wilder one? Charlie and Okay, so the Gene Wilder Chocolate Factory project from some 30, 40, 50 years ago. That's right. So, and you had mentioned how seeing it as a young person, vastly different experience when you're watching it as a father. So different. It was my first time watching it as a father, and I watched it with my kids, and they were a little creeped out. Uh, also, though, I thought I was teaching some good lessons, you know, about self-control and whatnot. Yes. I'm like, that little bratty girl, she's going to get hers. Bad egg. Boom. Sorry, Veruca. Yeah. Like, Straight to the furnace. And then, but my, my daughter was so into it, she's like, wait, but why did her father fall down the thing? Why was her father a bad egg? Then the Oompa Loompas come out and explain it. They're like, you're a bad parent, doopity doop, or whatever they said. And I was like, oh, Do you snap. Where your kid they, is a brat. They anticipated my daughter, That's like, right. wondering. And so it was, there was some teaching moments but i was just like as a dad as an adult just watching it gene wilder so awesome yeah. right oh, like incomparable so yeah. great like on one level he's so innocent and on the other level he's like he's sarcastic and he's he's got machinations going on <laughs> there's like so much going on i just felt like acting wise that was it was brilliant and as brilliant. a kid i just thought he's oh that silly guy you know yeah, so. yeah. silly guy with so the top hat yeah so good. I thought I, I just thought it was a vehicle uh, for which they were going to sell me nerds candies. Right. But, uh, there were it, no nerds in that movie. As it turns out, something far deeper. Uh, yeah, great movie. But, anyway, but the, the connection being made to Wawa's, well, you, you eat it, but you don't realize the layers to it until you mm -hmm. come back and you go, I didn't realize this was a significant moment. That's right. This means something. It's a big uh, deal. It is kind it's of a big metaphors. deal. It is kind of What's a big deal. For? Uh, so, well, speaking of big deals, we have some people that are in our Nerd of God cast fan base, uh, our re regular re listeners, the uh, we call them the Nerdy God Squad, and uh, they have been participating with us in a little conversation since Valentine's Day, which was last week. Uh, do you Is Valentine's Day a thing in China? Uh, yeah, more and more. They also do Singles Day. That's even bigger. November 11th. Sounds like my kind of day. Okay. Because, yeah, they, they, they do Singles Day, and that, I feel like, gets even more love than Valentine's Day. What's the, I mean, I know from our perspective, Singles Day is sort of the opposite of Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, everybody who's single goes out together. It's a big time to go out with your friends. But then, like, also, I think girls get a lot of, like, like single girl, single guys will buy their friends who are girls, and maybe they're hoping for more. I don't know, but, like, I just remember a lot of students in my class just get tons of things. It's like Valentine's Day. They're getting flowers and apples and, hey, 
I like you as a friend kind of stuff going on. So it's a celebration of being single, but it's also a potential exit ramp from being yes, single. Yes, that's from my perspective. Like you're out there it. chumming the waters a little bit. I think that's maybe why it's so popular. I got yeah. you. I got you. So we had a we had a Twitter contest. Maybe we need to have a Singles Day contest. Yeah. Contest, but we had a, a Twitter game where we asked our uh, Nerd God Squad to uh, use the hashtag #PickupNOG and give us our their very best. Nerdy pickup. Oh yes, nerdy. Pick-up. So we had we had some fun with this one. I picked out some of my favorites. I just want to share them with you right now, and then we will build up and give out our our winner, who is going to be taking uh, something home from the Nerd of God stash. So that'll be a little bit of fun. Uh, let's go down a list here. L seven uh, submitted this. <clears throat> this must be a fatality because you've stolen my heart. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I was all like, finish him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yay. <laughs> from BB Fine two. Mario is red, Sonic is blue. Press start to join and be my player too. Oh, that was wow! Somebody put some work into that one. Uh, all right, this is Yay. from TCYB407 Cobra. Are you a TARDIS? Because I feel there's something bigger going on on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get that was it. Good. So lots of love, lots of love there. Yeah, uh, but but here's my favorite one, and this is the one uh, that you're taking home some cool swag. This is from No One of Consequence, and it took me a little while to kind of interpret this name because they didn't quite use any of the actual letters in the word No One of Consequence. That's their way of being clever, but really it's just too much effort. It's a lot. It to took me a lot of effort. It, but he doesn't listen to me. Uh, it was so. like someone lost at a game of Boggle, and that was their uh, <laughs> that was their Twitter handle. So No One of Consequence. How about we? Get th- this is a. Uh, Yo, girl, can I steal your shield? Because I like like you. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> All right. Now, that might be That's a little funny. niche. Okay, yeah, let me explain. Like it. Yeah, Wait, can I explain? I, please, like, please, like, please. By all means. Re- okay. Regard us. In Zelda, there is this squishy, slug-like thing. He's a gelatinous he's tube. A, 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 yeah, and his, he's called a like-like. Like-like. And he, well, he goes, boop, boop, and if you get too close. <laughs> Wait, what does he do? We really, we need to make this a video podcast so bad. If you get too close and you have the Hylian shield or any of the tunics that you purchase, like other than the green one, he will take your tunic as well as your shield. And so like, but you, in order to get the shield back, you have to beat him in like a certain amount of time. And so when he's, when he dies and he like bursts into little blue flames because blood is more than rated E. Um, you see you see your shield and also like 20 rupees. So it's like his name's a like like he steals shields. And if, yeah, if you don't get it back in time he will straight up eat your shield and your clothes and you won't have them anymore. So if you're stuck in like a fire temple right and you need that red tunic the Goron tunic so you don't burst into flames you're kind of out of luck because you're gonna burn. So you're just sucks. Like well, no, it defaults tunic. to green, but oh, then you okay. catch on That's fire. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go into this it's, it's rated E. It's just a palette swap. You it's literally <laughs> catch on fire, so it's kind of counterproductive. So, for your... yeah. That, uh, there you go. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that apparently extraneous explanation aside, I thought it was terribly clever. So, uh, no one of consequence, you are our winner. You have you have effectively picked up my heart. Congratulations. So, congratulations. What does he, he win? He wins something from our Nerd of God stash. He's someone of consequence to us. Oh, is he someone of consequence? Well, I, I would, I'd rather just stay in the dark. That way I am not playing any kind of favorites. Uh, it's better for me if it's just a random draw. Uh, but uh, we, we do have contests like that on Twitter all the time. We'll throw out a lot of things asking for your opinions and, and your feedback and exchanging fun and quirky animated gifts. It's one of our favorite things to do. We're pretty happy. <laughs> 
with people because they just talk. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and throw this on pause, <laughs> and I'm going to check out what's going on downstairs. <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. Steven jumped so much higher. <laughs> <laughs> Shut So that was actually my son. Oh, uh, really? That was my son. They just got back from dropping the kids off. Oh. And uh, she came in to bring it. She made a bunch of purchases, and she was bringing the food into the, the kitchen. Oh. And uh, Christian slammed the door to, oh. the, to the nursery. Mm. Okay. So that's what that yeah, was. Yeah, he did. So speaking of Twitter contests, we, we do things like that all the time on Twitter. We're always on there putting things out, asking fun questions, putting up polls, and different ways for us to connect online because sometimes we just get bored and we just want to talk to some people or at least exchange uh, fun animated gifts with them. So uh, connect with us on Twitter. And we have one thing that we've been doing on Twitter every week, and it's called The Best Thing Ever, 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 Ever. And uh, The Best Thing Ever is a contest that we've been running really since episode one, haven't we? Uh, Christian, you would you would know better yep. than I would, I guess. Started episode one. Yeah, and uh, intermittently, we've only missed a few episodes where we forgot to mention it. But best thing ever is a bracket system where we have Mecha versus Kaiju, giant robots versus giant monsters, and we've been working through two by two, just like uh, Noah and his giant Japanese arc uh, would. Getting a <laughs> limited mecha and kaiju, getting oh. through uh, all of these characters and putting them in fictional battles against one another, where the ultimate winner is decided by your votes. And uh, as we have whittled through, we are now in our uh, round 12, I believe, of best thing ever. Uh, last week, we discussed the battle between Krang, the giant brain in a robot body from Dimension X, featured in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting against Devastator, the Constructicon Gestalt from the Transformers franchise. And uh, the votes are in. The poll closed this afternoon. And I am pleased to actually look at this for the first time. I do not know who won. Aw, snap. So pulling that up, looking at our <coughs> Twitter feed, best thing ever, round 12, Constructicon Devastator versus the Evil Brain from Dimension X Krang with 14% of the vote. Krang comes in second place. Oh my god! Devastator walks away with a devastating eighty-six percent. I almost voted him. for Krang out of spite. I voted for Krang. Why would you vote for him out of spite? Because Megazord lost, and I don't oh, want there to be any not. multiple-parted per- persons and robots there. Or multiple parts of person. What? I, nah. okay. well, wait till the new movie comes out, and then I bet Krang will get some more love. Oh, I'm. <laughs> Excited for that. How did that? <laughs> I think you just went like Fred Flintstone on me. <laughs> Bonnie, my pebbles. <laughs> very good, no? Very, very good. Okay, so uh, we're going to be opening up, and now we're starting to revisit some of our uh, previous winners. And uh, this is going to be a good one, guys. Um, I think I can predict a winner here, but dare I steer or somehow sway the vote in any way, I will keep my mouth shut as we roll into round 13. Godzilla versus the Balrog. Yes! Oh! Dude, my man! Godzilla's going down. I don't know. Godzilla does breathe Tori clearly does not have the conviction. I can sit here and explain it. I could, but I won't. Unless you ask. Zero bias. We just really want to... Christian... 
give us an outsider's view on on best thing ever. Uh, what do you... you know? A lot of times I come into it not knowing either contestants, you know, and and so it's very helpful when one of the crew explains, oh, this is why <laughs> this character will defeat it, all comers. So that's that's as a listener, that's I always take that away. Um, yeah, in this particular battle, that's a tough one because there's been a lot of love for the Balrog on this show. But Godzilla is pretty awesome too. So like, it's it's a worthy foe, I'll say. At least that's a worthy opponent. I love how Christian is just focused. He's looking straight forward. <laughs> he's he's delivering his his speech, not even minding, not even regarding the fact that Tori is next to him doing her happy dance. No, I was noticing. I was like, I gotta focus. It's like Sorry. it's like she's holding a sign for a place that'll do your taxes on the side of the road and spinning it, but there's no tax place sign or so- just so, Balrog enthusiasm. Just a Balrog enthusiasm. Okay, please, tell us. Please, can I? Why not? Okay, so you all know how, like, Sauron (laughs) is, like... (laughs) Okay, so the big bad of of Lord of the Rings is Sauron, right? Sure. He is actually on par with Gandalf, Saruman, and the Balrog. They're all on the same level of, like... Power. Power. I guess, technically, it's like a pantheon, so they're, like, all demigods, but that's a weird... Anyway... They're all the same level as far as, like, power is concerned, right? So, like, they're all, like, so much bigger and more powerful than all of, like, the men and the elves and all that kind of thing. And they're, like, just on a whole nother playing field. And the Balrogs were, like, commanding generals of Melkor's armies, who was, like, a step above them, right? So, like, Balrogs aren't just some big mindless monster. They are calculating war generals... That devastate everything forever. Okay, but Godzilla's radioactive. Whatever. That's so. what I'm Shadow about. and flame, man, and the whip is not to be trifled with. <laughs> now explain this to me. How come the Balrog is like summoned though in the in the first movie? Doesn't the Balrog like get summoned by somebody? No, right? they, he gets awakened. No, he gets awakened. Oh, he gets awakened. Oh yeah, cause, because cause that... when he comes out, even the what, what are they? Were they orcs? Mm-hmm. Even the orcs That's are. True, they all even the orcs them. are like we out. We done. The mines that they're in were actually where the one where all of the special rings were forged right. originally. Okay. So like that's where Sauron and the Smith God guy did all of their dealings. I believe okay. they were forged by an elf. And I learned yes. that from playing the uh, Shadows of Mordor video yes, game. Exactly. No, I can't remember his name. No, but you play as him for half of the game. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, nice. it's pretty freaking cool. Now how how big that. is the Balrog? Huge? I don't know. Big? He's, he's big. Okay. I don't think Googling he's it. No, no. I, I want to say he's like 20 or 30 feet tall, I would guess. So he's Matthew Broderick Godzilla big. Well, yeah. well no, because Matthew Broderick Godzilla was still several stories tall. Yeah. I think Godzilla, the ideal height for Godzilla is like 160 feet or something like that. Okay. So he, Balrog unless I'm mistaken, severely okay. out but is Balrog's much bigger like, than... The, uh, according true. to the Tolkien Forum... Uh, Balrog from the book would have been about 14 feet tall. Okay. In the movie, he was represented at being about 25 feet tall. So he's which is still an hors d'oeuvre for Godzilla. But Perfect for sure. size to, to take Godzilla, out Godzilla's he's like a kneecaps. Quarter of his size. <laughs> but he's so Godzilla got does wings maybe the lower and shins. a flame of 
of Godzilla. Sort of fire. Godzilla ha- can breathe can breathe fire. So I mean, fire doesn't really affect the Balrog, but he also has fire. he can also do his tail spin and wait. It's like smack him like has wings. Barry Bonds hitting it out of the park. Depends on which Godzilla you're talking about because some Godzillas just breathe out atomic. And that's the thing. I'm looking at Godzilla through the years, and there's a size chart. That in 1954, Godzilla was 50 meters. Do they use meters in China? How tall yeah. is 50 meters? About 160 feet, 164 feet. You've brushed up on your meter to feet <laughs> conversion like, since <laughs> when she was talking about, about the Balrog armies. I went and looked how tall Godzilla was. And as time went through, the uh, Godzilla, I guess from the most recent movie in 2014, was 150 meters tall. Wow. Triple size. So he's like 300 feet tall. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't look good for Balrog. Yeah. Whip or no whip. I mean, and and there's a and whip. Godzilla and, can whip his tail. Yeah, I think I think Balrogs forth. drove massive <laughs> dragons, like eight times bigger than Smaug from The Hobbit. They were like they commanded these massive lizards. All right, Godzilla mm. versus Smaug, real quick. Gojira. Gojira. I gotta, I gotta give it yeah. Godzilla. Gotta, yeah, Godzilla. First off, because Smog was just kind of big and lazy and Godzilla is like, indifferent to collateral damage. By the way, Smog wants to come in and burn the village. Godzilla's like, whatevs. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. Whatever happens, you win. Yeah, I, I, I see Godzilla biting Smog's head off like Ozzy Osbourne. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I would say I would say that he's, against Godzilla's just walking. He's like Sauron, Sauron. <laughs> Sorry, I have I have you a puppet. So I guess I guess we're just gonna have to turn this one over to the Nerd of God Squad to decide who's gonna win with this one: Godzilla or Balrog. I'm really excited to find this one out because we're really getting down to uh, the proverbial brass tax on this one uh we're gonna find out very very shortly within the next few weeks who in fact is the, the best thing ever and uh can somebody draw a picture of balrog riding godzilla just riding godzilla <laughs> <laughs> riding godzilla hi hole silver with Away. a shopping bag filled with fried shrimp that's all i want that's all with I a freaking laser beam on his head that's right <laughs> Um, <laughs> Neff, uh, Neff, uh, you are. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to stop now, right now, so that you can bring us the news. Right. It's time for the Neff news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Castellar Farm. For when you want to make a label for your line of salad dressing, Newman. <laughs> Hello, Newman. Here is your news and nerd culture this week. In movie news, the live-action film adaptation of the beloved character Astro Boy has been confirmed to have the same screenwriters as the blockbuster's film San Andreas. So we can't rule out the possibility of The Rock playing the titular character. As, as Rocket? As Astro, Astro Boy? Boy? Go, 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 Astro Boy. It doesn't matter what you think if you smell what the Astro Boy is cooking. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? That movie would make a lot of money. <laughs> Say what you want. In comic book news, the new Power Man and Iron Fist comic was released this week, bringing back the heroes for hire in an all-new series being written by David Walker and drawn by artist Sanford Green. Fans of the duo have been waiting for a new series and are looking for, forward to having one sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. That's a deep cut, Neff. I don't know. I, I, get, don't, I, I appreciate get, it. I get that reference. All right. I get that reference. <laughs> Layers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. 
In video game news, System Shock and Deus Ex creator Warren Spector was revealed this week to lead development on the brand new System Shock 3, along with, oh, sorry, along with other side entertainment. In order to try something new on this installment of the classic System Shock, of the classic System Shock series, this time the character will be placed underwater. Oh, huh. So like a Bioshock. Yeah, I guess you say something like that. Yeah. Huh. I really wish they would make a Bioshock like PS4 remake, or like like they did with Final Fantasy. <laughs> all right, we're putting this out there right now to Take Two and all the developers over there. Would you kindly make us a Bioshock yes. HD collection? Would you kindly? Or at least I get just, that reference. Oh! <laughs> even just Bioshock Infinite. That game would be beautiful in H in like PS4 HD. Yes, indeed. Is that what we got? And this has been Neff News. Have a good today and a blessed tomorrow. Thank you, Neff. Um, well, we are we're going to get into the, uh, the the cut of our show tonight. Uh, I think that we have a really really great team here at the Nerd of God Cast. I, I love spending our time in the studio together, and really I, I love hanging out with each of you guys outside of the show as well. We are all good friends IRL, and uh, we hang out quite a bit. Many times a week, we go out for food, we hang out at the house, we play video games. Uh, sometimes Tori will just come over and use my Wi-Fi, whatevs. Uh, but we I have need your mozzarella cheese. That's, that's true. She will straight up raid my cheese drawer. <laughs> so, and tonight we are we're talking about that very thing. We're talking about what it takes to be a great team. What it takes to be uh, a, a, more than a team, a, a family. And uh, we want to do that not only by looking at some of the great teams of our fandoms and our passions and the things that we enjoy and love the most, uh, but we're going to kind of dissect them, take a different angle on them, and uh, see what it takes for us to be the best team possible. But first, we are going to take a look at a question that was posed to us by one of our listeners named Daniel. And Daniel asks this, if you were the captain of a starship, what starship would you pilot? And then who would be your crew? So I thought this would be an interesting question, especially in the context of tonight when we're talking about building our teams. Uh, so, so let's do this. Let's build ourselves a cool starship crew. On board, I'm the captain, so climb aboard. We'll search for tomorrow on every shore, and we'll try. Oh, Lord, we'll try. <laughs> to carry on. To carry on. <laughs> so come sail away with me on this adventure <laughs> tonight <laughs> as we uh, as we talk about teamwork. So, uh, who's your crew? Let's let's start let's start making uh, making our, our lists. Well, what can, what, can, I, can I put in the application for the ship? Sure, what ship? The, um, the one from Gardens of the Galaxy. Sorry. From uh, the heart of gold. The heart of gold. But right. you can't have the escape pod. Scratching that off of my list because then, because that was my go-to. Thanks, right. Neff. My fault for letting you go first. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Wait, are there any any positions or anything that need to be filled that well, we could have some like reference? I think maybe our think default about. list that we could we could go by is kind of the the Star Trek ca cast and crew. I mean that's that's sort of I, I think a good template. So you have your maybe uh, number one executive you know officer uh, in in Star Trek that was your your science officer Spock. You got to have somebody to pilot the ship. Um, yeah, maybe a security, someone that's going to be, you know, your your enforcement, um, a weapons kind of person, someone to shoot something. Yeah, you got to have a doctor. Um, I, I think that all ships, you need to have an engineer. You know, you got to have your your Montgomery Scott or, or whatever. So um, that, that's probably some some good positions to start out with. So who who you got? House MD for the doctor. <laughs> you want Gregory yeah, I House? I I don't dislike that one. I, I approve that. <laughs> All right, we approve of house. Uh, 
I would probably want to get Martha Jones from Doctor Who oh. as my doctor. See, I would have said, let's get uh, David Tennant, Doctor, from Doctor Who as the science officer. No, but I don't... See, I think that you, you can't put... If, if we're having... Let's say we're having our own show here. You can't put, like, one of those eccentric... Doctor Who's the main guy. You can't relegate a Doctor Who character to a science officer. You can't. Because he's just going to be the guy. He's not... Yeah. And I guess that's part of a, a, an important dynamic when you have a team is you got to get somebody who's going to work on a team. Is House going to be a team player? But was Bones a team? Bones yeah, absolutely. Was sarcastic like it's House sar- was. Sarcastic it, it does not begin to describe House. House is a, a rogue. He's a maverick. He's a loose cannon. He is a loose cannon. Say what you will, Bones, uh, for all of his cantankerousness and, and even his contention with other characters like Spock... Uh, Kirk and Spock were his best friends, and and he would do anything. He he always had their back. It also helps to remember Bones was more than just the Doctor, right? Like he was like keeping people grounded in reality, mm-hmm. even with his sort of cantankerousness and just mm-hmm. like ah, space, whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's an important element too. Is he fulfilled the function of a Doctor, but he was also had this like stabilizing quality and this Damn. that he was like that doubter too that like kept people. Like the cynic, is that what they call that character? Yeah, I think who's so. like, prove this to me before I just accept it. And that was also important. He was the Dana Scully of the show. <laughs> Dana Scully, there's your medical the officer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, no, no Jack Shepard? Uh, no, Jack Shepard is too annoying of a character. Yeah. I mean, you start out liking Jack in Lost, and then you eventually don't like Jack in and Lost. And then you like him again. Uh, yeah. That's if you can endure the, the last couple seasons. Um, who's our pilot? I I, oh, I have a I have a suggestion. Who's your pilot? Ray from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh. she's a great pilot. She is. Oh, oh, Dameron. See, I was gonna go with mm. Wedge Antilles. Oh. <laughs> OG, yeah. OG, that's right. Wait, what about what's that one guy? That Wedge Antilles got through three Porkins? movies, man, and he never had a drop what, of the Force. Who's the True new, that. Who, um, the Rick Oley. Rick Oley. Yeah, we want Rick Oley for then. sure. Yeah. Um. How about Wash from uh, Firefly? Hogan, uh, Hogan, Hogan Washburn. He's, uh, I like him because he's funny. He is funny. <laughs> so he keeps it light, even when, <laughs> remember that line where he's like, I'm a leaf on the wind. <laughs> and then there's all this turbulence. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm a leaf on the wind. <laughs> like, like, Do you hear me, universe? I don't know. I like That's that. a, the, one of the greatest testaments of Joss Whedon's writing is that he picks the right people to read his writing. Yeah. That's, that's uh, good. Is that... Uh, I want to say Al, Alan Tudyk. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly who it is. I love, I love Firefly. Uh, Me too. I, I'm, I'm fighting to just give just their give the crew, crew. As the all answers. I'm like <laughs> everybody doc- but no, Jane. There's a better doctor than that. Okay, so right? I put for my security officer. You got to have somebody that's quick with the laser beam. Um, I'm taking Buzz Lightyear. Oh, wow. I would probably have... life size or toy size. What else? <laughs> I would probably take Glados for my security. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do that. Because she could just fill everything with deadly neurotoxin. Deadly neurotoxin, shut the whole thing down. <laughs> the only problem is she might just fill it with deadly neurotoxin she when might it's you. Turn on you. That's what I'm saying. Glados is. Uh, you got to make sure who your friends are. I mean, you know, <laughs> keep testing. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't put like a gunslinger out there, like maybe Martian Manhunter. Just uh, Harrison Ford. Han Solo, Han not Solo. even Han Solo, no, just, just Harrison Han Ford. Solo, just He's got a blaster <laughs> and a whip. I, I Come want, at me, bro. I want Indiana Jones. <laughs> I want it was Dr. Kimball from the from the, 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 the Fugitive. The fugitive. It wasn't me. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah, I don't care. That's a great line. Tommy Lee Jones like, care. I don't care. 
Uh, yeah, I just want Harrison Ford. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones would not be a bad security yeah, officer. Yeah, just give me, Ooh. just give me Agent K. Yeah, that's true. Ellen Ripley from Aliens. Mm. For security, Ooh. I want Sigourney Weaver. Mm. I want Sigourney Weaver and that giant machine gun with a flamethrower strapped to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do we decide on medical? My vote was Martha Jones. She is more of a team player. She there is a fly that's flying around in here. Yeah, it's making me increasingly more frustrated. So I want my science officer to be Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I, want the Brund- I want the Brundle fly. Nice. And that, uh... And that, uh... Not Ian Malcolm. Not Ian Malcolm. I'll take Ian Malcolm, too. Whatever. What about what about his character from, uh... What's that movie? Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, so we could just upload Mac viruses to whatever mothership we find ourselves on. <laughs> Robbie Lids. What's his name? David. I I love slash Independence Day. David. What's going on? Anybody else? Tori, who's on your crew? Give um, us give us somebody. I had originally said I was going to be on the Heart of Gold's escape pod because it's super neat and fun to fly (laughs) and And the doors go ah and then i was gonna have with i don't remember who i was gonna have with me because there's only one other person because the escape pod is tiny and i don't remember who that person was marvin marvin was it marvin here i go brain the size of a planet and i'm on an escape pod (laughs) can i can i can i I add in two positions with two separate people for one position. I don't understand the formula, so just start saying names. Okay, I want to have two people that are on the ship, and their only job is just to talk about what's going on, like a special commentator. I want to be Doctor Lazarus from uh, Galaxy Quest, which is uh, what's Alan, Rickman. Alan Rickman as well, mm-hmm. but also Wheatley from Portal. Yeah, huh. just to have them Wheatley. talk back and forth to each other. I, don't, I feel like that would get old. Why don't we just get the old man from the Muppets? That's that was Statler and <laughs> <laughs> Who's flying this ship? Lion, I thought we were dying. (laughs) That's what I want Link Hogthrob from Pigs in Space. (laughs) He's my captain. Oh goodness. Christian. Yeah, this is who's on your ship, man. I think the the character to me that's like pretty central would be the uh, the Guinan character, the Mm. bartender, the person around whom others congregate. Gotcha. Uh yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg character from Next Generation, but I'm I I'm not sure who is gonna fill that fill that slot and like I can think of people in real life that would be really good at that, but the fictional characters is harder for me. Any so bartender named Mac. That's right. In any film with, with a with slight Irish accent. Maybe maybe uh, Sweet Christmas. What's his name? Luke Cage. Maybe Luke Cage could be Sweet my bartender. Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, maybe he could be my bartender. <laughs> Sam Malone from Cheers. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh. But only if you have John But Luke Ratner. Cage could come through in the in the clutch. That's what I'm saying. Be. Tough guy. Well, yeah. having your having your Chewbacca Step like Chewbacca's Step. nice because he's just gonna have your back no matter what. Sure thing. As far as like a first officer goes, which I appreciate. But sometimes you want a first officer to like challenge you. We're talking about teamwork, right? Mm-hmm. So like. Zoe from Firefly. Oh yeah, she challenged the captain all the time. All the time, and that was a good quality. Also, she was pretty strong. Very strong. If we're gonna have okay, I'm going off the of next generation now. We're gonna have an android on there. Oh, Data's my science officer. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was gonna put uh, what's the one from Alien? Uh, Aliens. Bishop. I like Bishop and Aliens. Not the first one. The first one went crazy. Yeah. 
I like him. He's got he's got milk. <laughs> I like that in person. That's gross. Uh, Are you what, supposed to know I want, that, I want that Ray Bradbury's The Electric Grandmother. Yeah. Does anybody yeah. remember that? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the milk coming out of the yes, finger. Yes, the milk coming Thank out of the finger. Thank you for gesturing. Dude. That's that exactly what I thought of. Bishop, can I cut your finger off and put that in my cereal? No. No, you may not. So oh, so this is, this is I, I don't want to, far be it for me to cast stones, but, uh, but here I go. Uh, we were having this conversation, as I mentioned lightly, in a Taco Bell. And there's an employee of the Taco Bell who has um, is potentially a listener to our show. He oh. he introduced us to his YouTube channel, uh, which I have watched. Awesome. And it, I have, I can verify that it exists, mm-hmm. and is as far as I will go. Uh, and and we told him likewise about about our show, and uh, he wanted to play along. So he, we kept finding that he was Tori is decidedly <laughs> staying silent on this. He decided that he wanted to take regular breaks from his. Uh, normal paying job at the at the bell mm-hmm. and come sit with us and join in our conversation nice so he contributed his crew you wrote it down i did write it down yes oh i did oh my goodness because i thought someday oh, i thought you had that i almost had it i'm trying to go like all mr miyagi on this fly <laughs> and like catch it with my hand i need some chopsticks uh so i i wrote down the list that he submitted for his uh ship as well as the positions that he wanted them to fill and the uh, the people that he went and told in the back of they Taco really Bell thought this was a good it. idea like, that's great that's great okay. i know that per- that's good that's a good one <laughs> they were very enthusiastic about this so these are the people making your chalupas kids uh here we go <laughs> driving his ship would be spongebob squarepants that was that was non-negotiable for him <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that to him, that was a deal breaker. Okay, SpongeBob had to be on the wheel, but he That's never right. got his license. Um, now this one's not too bad. Manning the guns would be uh, Fox McCloud from Star Fox. Okay. One of the guns. Right. One of the guns. Manning the other guns would be Link from the Legend of Zelda. Why? Because why not? Because <laughs> Taco Bell. He's good with the arrows. Uh, he Maybe also he can... wanted on the next guns. <laughs> How many guns does this ship have? 17. It's got a lot of guns. Uh, The next guns, he wanted to have Jack Sparrow. (laughs) The pirate. And then then on the next guns, he wanted Jack Black. (laughs) Jack Sparrow and Jack Black. Not any character of Jack Black. Just Jack Black. Celebrity Jack Black. And then I... I encouraged him. I, I tried to let him know that there was going to be other positions on the ship besides guns. Uh, so I, he's like, so I said like a medical officer, and he goes, "Okay, good, Doctor Mario." And then he went back to work. <laughs> that's it. So Dr. Mario. that was that's, last we saw of him. That is what we all he should aspire <laughs> to. Nice. Uh, so not that our list could ever top, top that. So uh, I think Are you okay, that's Tori? Probably just as good a way to exit this segment as any that was, else. That was, um, Tori has removed her glasses. <laughs> And oh, thusly man. relaxed. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. And before we do, uh, I think it's it's high time that we play a little game. Yeah, sweet. So everyone has your fun little ringing in buzzers there in front of yep. you. Let's uh, let's go ahead and try those out. Neff, Tori, Stevo, Christian, wonderful. Today we're going to play a game called Superhero Team Up. I'm going to. Uh, give you a list of individuals that are parts of a team. And uh, when you think you know the team that I am referring to, uh, you can just go ahead and buzz in. Here's an example. 
the big man, Quentin Neff. Stephen. That was Tori. That was me. Oh, Tori. I, I can never tell the difference. <laughs> the Nerd of Godcast. No. We were looking for uh, Neff and Blake. Uh, I don't know. That's, yeah. Okay. So you get the idea. I, I, I was going to have a joke there, and then my brain went, <laughs> I'm going on break. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, yeah, There's so nerdy guy cast. So we would go around, and I would say Tori, I would say Steven, and, and you you would try to buzz in. You want to try to be the one who buzzes in first. And guess uh, what? And guess the team that we're referring to. Okay. So uh, as as we go, you want to try to f- interpret what team I'm leading up to mm-hmm. before I get to the end of my list. So be the first one to ring in. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Iron Man. Neff. The Avengers. Correct. I don't know if it's going to be that easy off the bat. Well, I mean, you, you know, you <laughs> want to build. <laughs> Green Lantern. I got Steven first. The Green Lantern Corps? Sorry. Ah. No. The Justice League. The Justice League is correct. See, I thought it was going to be a twist. Ah, I should have my gut. Wolverine. Neff. The X-Men. No. Oh. You already rang in. Ronan. Luke Cage. You can't ring in a second time, Neff. Oh, put the, the buzzer. Group? Put yes. the buzzer down. <laughs> oh, you got it wrong, so he's gonna skip the question. Is it the Defenders? No, uh, good guess. I know. Is that it, or is there more? Iron Man. The new Avengers. It is the new Avengers. Uh, Glad you got go. it because I wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> KB. The one one six click. It is the one one six click. Yes. Oh, I thought that was a. <laughs> Derek Minor, Andy Mineo, Shogaraka, Tadashi Tripoli, and Lecrae. It's at the one one six, and then you rang it, and I'm like, oh, Oh, never mind. Quicksilver. Uh, No. The Brotherhood of Mutants? It is the Brotherhood of Evil. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, It'd be nice if I get to the second name on any of these (laughs) things. It would be nice. nice. Uh, Sandman. Wait. <laughs> I'm waiting for a That's specific why your name. Broken. That's I know. Not it. Mysterio. What? Christian. Already, is it the Sinister Six? It is the Sinister oh! Six. What about the Sinister Syndicate? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> like three episodes in a Reed row. Richards. Oh wait, I actually know that one. <laughs> Steve-o. Fantastic Four. No. Oh, oh. I don't know that one. Fat Four Stick. What? <laughs> fan four stick. Fan four stick. <laughs> fan four stick. <laughs> Tony Stark. Professor X. Now I know. Namor. Oh, I can't ring. I already guessed. It's the Illuminati. Okay, moving along. Professor X is one of the. Oh, I didn't know Professor. He said fan four stick. What was it? Reed Richard is the Illuminati. The Illuminati. Oh, Reed Richards. Oh. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yes. I knew it was Illuminati when you said Yeah. Plo Koon. See, you're not going to get the second one on this uh, one. No Kai Addy Mundy. What? Sounds oh, familiar. Oh, Teen. Shock T. The Jedi. Uh, the, the Jedi Order. <laughs> Jedi Council. Jedi Council. Yeah, I was going to... I'll take it. Huh. What was the next one? Uh, Kit Fisto, Mace yeah. Windu, Yoda. Yeah, I knew Shock T because she was in the end mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. That's right. She was awesome. Scrapper. Bone Crusher. Oh no. Uh, oh no, no, I got uh, it. I uh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Is it uh, the Decepticons? Nope. No, no, no. Scavenger. Mixmaster. G.I. Joe's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hook and what? Long Haul. 
I'm pretty sure. That's the um, Transformers. <laughs> can I can, can I wait, guess wait. again? Half of those sound like they're the Autobots. No, they were the, they constru- the Constructicons. Oh. Uh, See, I thought uh, that. Who was the ones that came together? But I didn't know. Whatever. That Frank what- Sinatra. The Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. I got it. Nice. nice. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> That uh, 1996, 1995, 1996, Chicago Bulls. Dude, come on. I'm going to get you some. Come on. Let me get you some of that. Was, was that it? Oh. Was that oh. right? Was that right? Oh. No. I know what it is now. Scott Norton. Is it uh, Double Team? No. <laughs> Scott Steiner. Does this have to do with sports? <laughs> I know what it is now. Scott Hall. I know what it is now. Oh. The Scots? Kevin Nash. Know. Kevin Hollywood Nash. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What? Ring in. And say what I just said to you. Endo something. The endo something. NWO. NWO. Good job, Tori. How in the world did you know that? I was helping you. Thank you. The endocrine. This is the endocrine. Lorelei. I don't know. Is it the Castellaws? No. That wasn't a real one. Bruno. Agatha. Lance. That's it. All I can hear oh. is the fly buzzing. Lorelai, <laughs> 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 Bruno, Agatha, and Lance. Mm-hmm. This is. I Do I know this one? I, I don't know. Weird. Apparently like not. The cast of a sitcom. It feels like. Is it the kids who make up Shazam? No. Oh. It's Billy Batson. Uh, you didn't, you didn't they are the uh, Canto Region Elite Four. Oh my goodness! No. No! It's a Pokemon thing. No, I am a disgrace. Now, when she didn't guess it, I just thought maybe I wikied it wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I was this upset that you could Sorry, you have to turn in your trainer's thing. badge, kiddo. <laughs> hey, you can't do this. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ouch. Wow. Zach Taylor. Nope, keep going. <laughs> That's premature. <laughs> Well, his buzzer works. Kimberly Hart. Uh, you wait. You already rang in. No, no. I didn't know. You totally did. No. <laughs> <laughs> Neff, it is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Why do you do this oh, to me every time we play a game? <laughs> because be it's more delicious than macaroni and cheese with uh, hot dogs cut into can I, it. Can I be honest? I almost said Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, that's, that's... I think that Power Rangers was just Saved by the Bell with giant monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was the same show. Time out. Time out. Time out, out, guys. It's the Red Ranger. AC Slater. (laughs) I'm so upset. Bizarro. No, you got it. Christian. I don't know. (laughs) The Legion of Doom. It is the Legion of Doom. Hawk. Animal. The Legion of Doom. <laughs> the Legion of Doom. <laughs> oh, that was the comic Jake. book Legion of Doom oh. and then the wrestling Legion of Doom. Oh, <laughs> I was nice. like, wait a minute. That's Very good. Floyd Pepper. Zoot. Janice. The Electric Mayhem? It is the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> Dr. Teeth and oh. the Electric Mayhem from The Muppet Show. Oh, All right. Very good. Abin Sur. Oh, that's Green Lantern. <laughs> it's the Green Lantern Corp. He didn't say core. He, come so on, you're not going to take that from him. I'm, he just, knows. I'm still pissed off of Power Rangers. You won't let me answer. 
Don't. You rang in prematurely. And I said, never mind. I know. that's not. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> Starfire. I got Tori. The Teen Titans? It is the Teen Titans. Yay! Nice. Tori, you got to stop yelling so much. Sorry. You know? <laughs> My niece loves the Teen Titans. Mike Peterson. Steven. The Sanctuary Church Band. No. <laughs> Bobby Morse. Daisy Johnson. I know what it is. I can't ring in now, though. Gemma Simmons. Gemma. Melinda May. Phil Coulson. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I know the two starting. We have a guy in our church named Mike Peterson who plays guitar. Awesome. <laughs> that threw <laughs> Stephen off. That was a stupid joke answer that I knew wasn't going to be right. Yep. I actually thought it was going to be right. Tigra. Thundercats. It is the Thundercats. Nice. Very good. Oh, yes. Oh, Peppy hair. Slippy toad. I feel dirty just saying <laughs> Yes. Star Fox. It is Team Star Fox. Ooh, yes. Nice. Very good. And uh, last one. Giovanni. Butch. Team Rocket. It is Team Rocket. Yes. <laughs> you have, uh, you I was waiting. yourself. I was waiting for Aragorn and Frodo. I was going to say the Fellowship. I, I need to say it now because you didn't. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> it's an interesting strategy, waiting for a specific team. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, that's what I have to do because I don't Isaiah know. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> John Sally. That's the dream team. The dream team? No. Dream team part two. No. Dang it. No. <laughs> Bill, Bill Lambeer. Keep going. Enough can answer. Keep going. <laughs> the 1992 Detroit Pistons. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> That was always my pick in the Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs on the Sega Genesis. The last sports game I played with any uh, regularity. Uh, so tonight we are clearly talking about teams, and uh, and and one of the best things you know about teams is, and I don't know if you've ever heard this, but you might want to write this down. Together, everyone achieves more. You see, if you take the first letter of each of those words, what does it spell? Team. 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 So, thanks for listening tonight. We just want to say to all of you out there, (laughs) we ain't got to go home. No. um, At this point. (laughs) Give an example of of a great team that you've observed. And and, and we could be a fictional team. I mean, you can go straight up Avengers if you want to, but it could be a real team too. Uh, Something that you said, that is a great example of a team. I think that... Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli made a pretty <laughs> awesome team. And I think that Aragorn's leadership was pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I Are you fangirling right now? I kind of am, yeah. And I was going to say something cocky like my personal uh, Pokemon team because we clean up all the time. We made a great team. Um, we squad. Them. Unless you're in Kanto region, then you don't yeah, know who's and then, who. And then I don't know who's the boss in order to defeat them. Um, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Mona. Steven, a good team. Um, mine's weird because uh, my first thought was the Fellowship. Or then you even have like the Avengers. So help me. If you say Power Rangers, I'm throwing you off the balcony. Or Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. But off the balcony. Bye, Steven. Ah. Funk. Um, but uh, the Goonies. 
Oh, okay. They, they nice. each, and you don't know it at first, but they each serve a purpose. So I was thinking about this like just now. Yeah. You got Mikey, who's the leader. Sure. You got Brand, who. Well, I, I don't. Is, is Mikey the leader? What makes him the leader? He because he's not, not the so strongest. The, maybe not, not so much the the leader, but he is the driving force. He's, he's the, the Frodo. He's the vision. He's the Frodo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the he's the reason why they're going there because it's it's what Mikey wants to do. Yeah, he definitely has. I mean, whatever it is, he's the one with the. Or capability. he could be the Sam because it's the same actor. <laughs> he's the he. Oh, that's true. He's the one that has the, the vision to see beyond yes. their circumstances. Oh, no. And Brand it could be the pseudo leader, but he's the strong one. He's he's the muscle. But ultimately, Brand falls in step behind Mikey. Yeah, yeah so right. that's why that's why I think Mikey is, is basically is the leader. Yeah, force. And, like, but then you have you, you have uh, as the crew breaks down more and more. You have Data, who is the guy that kind of provides tech. Yes, and. But he ends up, and he comes like at first you don't know like what's what's Mouth's purpose. But at the end of the movie, Mouth Spanish. is the one that translates to Reseda, <laughs> and they Spanish. don't no sign, you know. And uh, wow. and then what's her name, uh, Andy, uh, the piano plays lessons. the piano, can get yeah. get through. The only one I can't think of a place for is uh, Martha other, Plimpton. As, as her. Sorry, Steph, you're <laughs> but, useless. But they all, they, and and Chunk is is like the unsung hero. Steph humanizes Mouth. Yes. There you go. Uh, but and then Chunk, I, I associate with Chunk because I was Chunky. Well, he gets a cop. Yeah. He, well, yeah. Chunk, he comes, yeah. Chunk, he comes it, with, Chunk uh, is the least acceptable of the Goonies, which is why he's the one that accepts the least acceptable of the Fratellis. Yes. Nice. That's why. That's why. Uh, what's his name? Sloth. I, Sloth. Thank you. Sloth. I could blank on his name. I'm like, I love that movie so much. <laughs> John Matuzak. I love He's that. Then Chunk so distracts the bad guys for a long time, too. Like, That's you know, true. Mama? Things, like, and then I pushed my sister wrong. down the stairs, <laughs> and, and I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the worst thing that I did? <laughs> I stole my uncle's toupee, and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love you got like oh, Joey Pants who's just, and he's just he's sitting just there like, just like are you kidding me he's like, I, he's like hey mom I like this kid <laughs> let's keep him I just I love when Chuck is like in the freezer and the body falls on him he's like <gasps> like making <laughs> they got, they got Swinson's I didn't realize how vulgar that movie was when I was a kid, but I love that movie. And it has an amazing DVD commentary. Do the trouble. Come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, let me just tell you if you were a fat kid and you grew up between 1986 and uh, 2016, bro, you were asked to do the truffle shuffle before. Mm. It's not okay, guys. It's not okay. This ends now. (laughs) He take a stand. Uh, Christian, a great team. All right. Uh, This is what I thought of. But I'd casting my vote with the Goonies if we have to vote because <laughs> that was awesome. It doesn't have to be just one. This isn't the best thing ever. Okay, you know that movie uh, Glory? Yes. About the Massachusetts 54th. Uh, and so Matthew Denzel Broderick, Washington, Denzel Washington, Matthew Broderick, uh, yeah, Matthew Modine, I believe, was in it. In terms of team, we're. I, I was just thinking of. The different roles, you know, we have like the leader. We were discussing a little bit with the Goonies, but like you have the wise, the older guy who's like wiser, who's been around, and he like interprets for the captain what the men are all feeling. This Morgan Freeman's character, but he doesn't have like the passion of Denzel Washington's character. You know what I mean? And 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 so there's like this good combination of passion and then humility. The captain has humility as a leader. He's able to. Um, endear himself to the troops you know I, I don't know i feel like there's a there's a lot going on in terms of teamwork and camaraderie um do 
you find that, and, and using that movie as a point of reference, do you find that opposition uh, strengthens a team or brings out the best in a team? Because that's what I think of in that movie is yeah. it really was until the point that they had nothing to do but to bond with each other. Because there were so many points that they could have been quit. There was nothing going their way in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it can go either way, right? Opposition is going to bring out something. So you either turn on each other or you band together. Because you see them turning on each other for a while, too, when, like, the army's not paying them enough or whatever. But then, like, at whatever point, at least in the mo- from the movie's point of view, it looks there's just a few key people who get, like, other people on board. They have that skill of, like getting people together mm-hmm. and getting on board and then like enough humility to not take center stage and like that's what it took I think so that they would respond positively to the opposition you know and rise rise above that movie made me cry the first time I watched oh, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie when they go in and they're each one is just picking up the flag because mm-hmm. they're fighting for the rest especially when Matthew Broderick gets it finally mm-hmm. and it's like He's because because of the racial differences between him and his men, mm-hmm. it's been so like this big divide. But then at the end, he really fights for his men. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't care anymore about their race. It's about fighting for something bigger than him. And it's the, the movie to, to sum up for those that haven't seen it. And I know it's an R-rated movie, but uh, it's it's about the first all-black regiment fighting in the Civil War. Yep. And uh, and it's it's a pretty incredible movie. Carrie Elwes was in it. I forgot yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Wesley himself. And, yeah. Now that's a great team too. If you're looking at, at Wesley and Fezzik and Inigo, that's a cool. I, I don't know. You got Princess Bride. I'm back. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're looking at a team, if you're if you're looking at these teams that we might be able to think of or identify, or what makes the good team? What's the key ingredient that, that you're looking for? Is it is it trust? Because sometimes teams don't always work together because they have to build to that point. I, mm. The Guardians of the Galaxy is another great example, I think, yeah. where you got a really awesome team. Dude, I want Rocket and Groot on my ship. Sorry, going throwing it back to <laughs> that. Oh, I want, I want, I need, I need my personal houseplant and, and hired muscle. Just for the, just for a scene where he's like, all right, you got to fix this. Uh, give me that guy's eyeball or yeah, something. Like exactly. That. <laughs> uh, sorry, bringing it back. Because um, I know, I know a lot of times when we see these stories. That it takes it takes the challenges and it takes the struggles for the team to kind of really come together. Uh, so maybe it's just that moment moment where you're learning to trust each other. Uh, is it complementary abilities? Some. I think that one big thing is, or I guess two things going together, but one is wanting to fight or do what your goal is with your team. So shared goal. For each for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. I mean, that's a big thing with sports, that, that uh, team sports, is you, you play for your team. But yeah. um, another thing is... The name on the front's more important than the name on the back, right? Exactly. Nice. Another thing is... I lost the other thing. <laughs> well, I would say coming off of that, like... Dang it! Willingness to, like, let other people shine, you know? Like, really comes through in sports but probably in all the team stuff like if you're in it for yourself to make yourself look good mm-hmm. you're gonna it's not gonna happen but if you're willing to recede and let other people look good you know like what desiring to bring everybody else up mm-hmm. like and if everybody is like that towards everybody man that creates like that really sounds like christianity yeah <laughs> that's how that's han solo at the end of uh, a new hope you know you're clear kid you know you know yeah, blow this yeah, thing yeah. let's go home the the moment where you stop being about yourself and what you want mm-hmm. and you come back for the better good or for other people what do you think Nevi? okay my other thing was um i think teams need to make each other better 
I think that's uh, though that thing mixed with the wanting to fight for each other, right? Really brings them brings people to our teams together mm -hmm. and makes them great. Is the the will to fight for each other and the ability to make each other better at what they are. I remember, and, and I, this is sort of a roundabout reference, but I, there, there's a TV show called Arrested Development, and uh, <laughs> there's one episode where. They go back to the, the father, and it's a very dysfunctional family, uh, but the father had pitted the sons against one another and made them fight, and then he would videotape them and, and you know, boy, boy, fights. boy fights. But he was always setting them up at, against each other uh, so that they would undercut, manipulate, and, and try to, you know, wound one another. And I think that in his mighty thought that he was making them stronger, but in fact, he was uh, wearing down and eroding the trust in the foundation. Of course, I'm not looking to that for, you know, high commentary on interpersonal relationships but uh, it's an interesting thought I, you say we have to make each other better if we find ourselves in competition with one another uh, ultimately we're going to turn on each other it's like the joker throwing down a broken pool cue uh, you know if there's if there's ultimately only one opening at the end of the day uh, you're gonna get it or I'm gonna get it we're, we're gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to kill you or I'm gonna have to let you kill me and uh, I, you know I don't think that you find your your most sterling examples of teamwork happening in an environment like the Hunger Games. So, yeah. Tori? Um, I think part of making, like, improving each other uh, would definitely be calling each other out on their crap. <laughs> which is not necessarily, like, a like a big aspect, but I think it's important. I think it's definitely evident in um, any of the Doctor's successful teams, like Doctor Who. Anytime he has a, a companion that is, like, good and of good quality and sticks long enough, they, like, call him out on his crap. For instance? For instance, uh, number... Is it 12 now? Peter Capaldi and Clara. Uh, no, anytime he does something ridiculous or, or he's acting kind of fake, she'll call him out on it and be like, yo, dude, this isn't... This isn't like you, you know, suck it up and, and do the job. See, my mind went to number 10 and Donna. Yes, exactly. That's exactly my and that's another too. one. Donna is a big one. Huge. Um, and then even Amy and yes. number 11, Matt Smith, is a big... Like, anytime there's a really successful pairing with a doctor, mm -hmm. they are not necessarily, like... They still respect him, mm -hmm. like... Strong but they know that... <laughs> they know that he... You know they're not as mystified as everybody else is, gotcha. and they're like, "All right, dude, in order to get this job done, you have to do X, Y, and Z." Sure. And he does the same for them. And I think that's a very important part of of being in a good team is knowing when it's okay to tell them accountability. Look, look you screwed up. Yeah. Fix it. You know. Right. And and I think that that transparency, being being able to be open, honest, and direct with somebody, that's not only a great reflection of teamwork. I think that is that's the the pathway to love. Yeah. I mean, when you're in a, a love relationship, because that requires, it's a two-way street. It requires someone caring enough to put themselves in that awkward position, position mm -hmm. to call someone out. Mm -hmm. But it also requires someone else allowing themselves to be vulnerable enough yeah. to be teachable. But yeah. it ties in the trust and, and all of the, those other aspects that make a good team. And I think it all comes together in that one relatively, like, it's definitely a background kind of thing. But I think it's a key but I think that's incompatible with an element like like pride or selfishness. Mm -hmm. So again, that reinforces the idea that, that Christian and Neff just brought up that uh, you really have to allow other people to be put first. You, you've got to push someone forward. And again, I, I think that that's that's love. Um, it's a very Christ-like trait. Uh, unity. What what does unity mean to you? Okay. <laughs> Don't mention that broken game. <laughs> 
I love it when a plan comes together. Yes. Like, just yeah. seamless I, execution of a, of a plan. I, I always like it. Uh, you see it a lot in, uh, like, these Marvel movies, especially the Avengers. When at first, they don't really like each other. Uh, like, Thor grabs, you know... Tony Stark by the neck and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, why did you have this here? Loki, la la la. Such and a then, big man with, with, you know, with, without your suit of armor, what are you? Billionaire. Philanthropist, playboy. Um, and uh, they they end up having to come together for a similar cause. And we already touched on that. But they all also find their place. Like, they're not all there to be the big hero. Same thing like the Justice League. Not all of them are Superman. They all have their, 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 their parts for Here's the Here's my question. Parts. If, you, what, if you're on the Justice League and you're not Superman, why are you on the Justice League? Because <laughs> you're a Batman. Yeah. Listen, the Justice League don't all, can't operate without Batman. Sometimes either. somebody's got to get the coffee for Superman. <laughs> Bro, I could be that guy. But That's I, all I, I mean. I just, yeah, Superman's like coffee I, guy. I, I love it in those movies, and it's. I think it's more visual than anything. Well, I love it, especially in Age of Ultron, when you have the up, the shot from above and you just see them all just going to work on these robots but it's because they've they've overcome what their differences were for that common cause and they're unified you guys will remember the, the movie I, in fact i mentioned it a little bit earlier uh jeff goldblum uh independence day yeah uh, bill pullman's the president bill paxton bill, bill, pullman? bill pullman bill pullman, pullman. 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 lone star paxton. is the president <laughs> <laughs> and um he says we can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore we will be united in our common interests and for the first time in human history all of humanity is on the same page because we basically found the thing that we all agree that we hate unity yeah and and i think that's i think that's what it is when you can get when you're not facing each other and facing off and in competition for one thing but you're in unity you're focused on the same goal uh, and you're pushing the other person forward because it's all about us getting there together instead of me getting there first you have an alliance and and you know Stephen mentioned in the Avengers all superhero movies and all superhero comics I, I always found this when I was a kid fascinating when you would have like the Spider-Man Wolverine crossover you'd have they would always start out fighting like, they, the first versus, thing that they would do yeah. Hulk versus like Spider-Man no, the first thing that they would do is they would end up like fighting against each other, and then they would go, "Oh wait, it's not you that I'm fighting against. It's really Loki doing this thing, or or whatever." But, but and they're obviously doing that in this new Batman v Superman. And I think I think you're exactly right. I mean, you but but it's not a new trick. I mean, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg's doing it in Dawn of Justice, but you know, I mean, break it down from good movies to bad movies. That was Loki's plan in the Avengers: get me on this ship, you know, and and I'm going to turn you guys against each other. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the Hulk blow up on you. Um, I mean, it was Poison Ivy's plan in Batman and Robin. You know, nice. just got to get them turned against each other. But as as Christians, we <laughs> that the bat card that expires forever. The line never, never mentioned Batman and Robin. Remember, we erased it last week. Yeah. Uh, as as Christians, we have we have a, a, we are so easily ensnared by something that's so obviously a, a ruse, so obviously counterproductive to our mission, when Christians become at odds with each other, and, and it's always over stupid things. Mm. It's always over what, what you might call an open-handed issue as opposed to a close-handed issue. Uh, we yeah. we want to fight over little theological things that really don't send anyone to heaven or hell. Uh, we want to fight over, I mean, even preferential things like music types or the, and this might be a little more shop talk, but 
there are actually people who get offended if you baptize someone in the name of Jesus as, a, as opposed to baptizing the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like that's a real big deal to people. And that's not unity. Jesus came to bring us unity. The Bible says in Psalm 133, it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Uh, God and Christ and, and the Holy Spirit are one, and I, I think they want us to, to share in that same value. God wants us to be on the same team. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm not the kind of person that sees the devil hiding behind every rock. I don't, I don't want to give the devil more credit than he deserves. But if the devil's really trying to sink us here... What is it that he would desire? Disunity. Disunity, yeah. really. And 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 what does that look like in the church? People that that, that want to get their get butt hurt over stupid stuff, the color of the walls, or the the kind of yeah. music that people play, or I don't like how the way they read the music, or the well, you know, you don't use the King James version of the Bible, mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, denominational things. I don't see that Jesus died to give us division. Yeah, people carry that offense a lot. I think real unity only happens on the other side of conflict, to be honest. Like, I feel like I've been a part of teams before where we were a good work group or whatever, like that we'd never entered into real conflict. We could work well together, but we hadn't built like real trust. We hadn't built real unity. I've The only times that I've been a part of a team where I felt like we were unified was after conflict. Like we had to rub each other the wrong way. We had to, be ourselves you know what I mean which is gonna offend people and then we had to like let go of those offenses and then we knew one another well and better you know what I mean and we had experienced forgiveness across across multiple like lines and then there was something I would call unity you know where and before the conflict we were just you know we were on the same page potentially we were working towards the same thing but we weren't as close so I really feel like conflict is somewhat essential to unity so if that's true which I, it's my theory, then the devil's pretty stupid if he's <laughs> trying to make us have conflict, right? Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Turn up the heat. The heat and pressure just turns us into diamonds. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Spider-Man and Wolverine fight at the beginning, and then they get unified. Like they, and like at the end, you got to fight against Spider-Man and Wolverine. That's right. Should have so. never brought those two together. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and, and I love that, that. That's Tony Stark being the the, the voice of that. Mm -hmm. Is uh, you you look at the beginning of the Avengers, and he wants to put them all on the ship with the monster, and knowing that the Hulk is going to destroy him. And I love that scene to, to you know that's contrary to that it kind of counterpoints that at the end when he walks into his 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 lobby, you know, he walks into his uh, penthouse mm -hmm. up at Stark Tower, and uh, he, he's like, you know, I have an army. We have a Hulk. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like. We're the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it's like you know you've you've made us mad. You you've put us together. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. it's you know you wanted to take us out, but in bringing us together to get us one clean target, you've actually brought us together to make you one clean target. Yeah, and I think that could you imagine? Can you imagine what the world would be like? Can you imagine if if Christians really had each other's back? If Christians really didn't get turned around by uh, their own personal preferences or indifferences or political differences or or denominational differences and if Christians really engaged in some spiritual protection and and we we took care of each other we would be the strongest most unified force on the planet there would not be a government there would not be a movement there would not be a corporation anything that could match the sway and the influence of the church because we would be truly unified and 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 look I know that we're not always born to agree with each other that's just that's not in our, our human nature but this is one thing 
if you have a sibling, you might be more mean to your sibling than anybody else. You, but you know, the minute somebody else comes against you, oh yeah, forget it. Yep. Say something. Claws yeah. out. That, that, that's right. That's true. Commercial from uh, the Super Bowl this year. I don't remember which that. one. The, the little boy, his his big brother kept on like messing with them, and then somebody tried to steal his coke, and then his big brother came up and scared him away. Gotcha. And they took the coke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Don't remember that. <laughs> it's just such a snapshot of life, isn't it? Um, and, and I think that not only do we find alliance and not only do we, we, we find defense, but I think we find significance in our team because mm. not everybody's going to be the primetime player. Uh, even And I'll, I'll use the church as an example, but it can be your business. It can be your, your sports team. Not everybody on the sports team is going to be the quarterback. Not everybody on the sports team is going to be first string. Not everybody in the church is going to be the pastor or the worship leader. Somebody is going to sweep up. Somebody is going to clean the bathroom. Someone's going to fold the bulletins. And, and those aren't the positions of seeming significance, but they make a difference. Absolutely. What positions did Jesus honor? He honored the lady that was given two two cents. He honored the people that would wash the feet. You know, he honored the children. And, and because because there's no there's no small role in the kingdom of God. And and our our natural secular carnal minds are so contrary to that. They're they're so programmed to to think the opposite of that that we get frustrated. I mean, again, look at the Aqua Aquaman on the Justice League. I mean, he does if you're this is a team with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. What in the crap is Aquaman doing there? Back in the fishbowl, Joker. You know, we don't need you here. Just riding my dolphins. <laughs> but He's on the team, and and when Aquaman, when push comes to shove, Aquaman is a, a force to be reckoned with. He finds significance on that team. It's not only that he's validated by the fact that he is in that peer group, but he's, uh, I mean, it it, it enhances, it complements his abilities, and his abilities complement other people's abilities, yeah. like his hook hand. <laughs> nice. Does he still have a hook hand? No. I thought he had like a magical water hand. Now, I don't. I confess, I don't read Aquaman. New 52, maybe he has a both hands back. I'm a monster! I don't know. <laughs> I'm a sea monster! Look out, Lucille. Uh, um, I, I think that God calls us to be a team. And I, and I, I really appreciate what you, what you said, Christian. That actually gives me hope for our podcast. <laughs> nice. Guys, you know what that means? We're going to be a better team in the future. Yay. I'm, I'm sorry we fought. I love you. I'm so sorry. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 12 through 20 says this, For as the body is one and has many members, uh, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been uh, made to drink uh, into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, am I not the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, That'd be gross. Uh, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Every element to, to God's church, every element to his kingdom is vital. And, and maybe there's someone listening. Maybe you're a kid. Maybe you're a teenager. Maybe you're an awkward person. This is why really the Nerd of Godcast exists, because there's a subculture that, that may be typically seen as awkward or maybe the kind of people that, that don't 
uh, shine in the, the traditional way. Maybe when everybody's out there playing sports and basketball and football and stuff like that, you don't fit in and, and get out there and, and do all the things that people see as sort of mainstream, socially acceptable. Maybe you feel more comfortable sitting at a table playing, uh, you know, Pokemon cards or, uh, you know, reading your comic books or playing video games. And that's okay. It's okay. There, You were made the way that you were made and God can shine through that. And I think the church needs people that can embrace creativity as opposed to what, what we would see as, as culturally accepted, uh, stereotypical, mainstream thing. And, and it's important. It's important to understand that there's validation in Jesus for you right where you are with whatever you're passionate about. Um, God wants to take that, take the best version of that and, and use it to bring him glory. You're part of the body of Christ. You're part of what God wants to use to shine in this world. Um, 1 Corinthians goes on and says this, there, there should be no division in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. As one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You are the body of Christ and members individually. You matter. Uh, and uh, maybe it's been a long time since someone's told you you matter. Maybe it's been a long time since someone has, uh, you know, reached out and, and put their hand on your shoulder and looked you in the eye and said, you know, in the words of Bob the Tomato, God made you special and he loves you very much. Um, he, he has and he does and, uh, and you're important and you really really matter I think that one of the greatest problems in our generation in the younger generation today is the search for significance because uh, families don't seem to be scratching that itch uh, the, uh, whether people are getting too distracted or, or whatever it might be even if affirmation might become so commonplace that it becomes uh, perhaps less potent in our lives because people are not allowed to fail anymore it takes away the true meaning of being a success in whatever the area is of your life i don't know i'm, I'm not smart enough to be able to figure all those things out but you matter and when you win we win and when you lose we lose so mm -hmm. um i think that i'm really appreciative and i'm thankful that god has kind of um called me to try to speak life and to try to care for people that are maybe a little more marginalized by by mainstream because it's not cool to talk about um, nerdy stuff. It's it's okay to talk about sports ball, but but not nerdy stuff. I mean, even our youth group, Stephen. You know how do we always refer to our youth group here at the church as sort of the Goonies yeah. of youth groups? Yep. You know we don't have a lot of jocks and football players and things. I mean, we have fun, great, awesome kids, but they're quirky. And I love everything that makes them nerdy and weird and unique. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing because God can use quirky and weird and unique. And uh, I, I think I that's so. really, really wonderful. <laughs> uh, I don't want, I, I, I throw into my old school youth pastor mode, but there was a kid a long time ago, late nineties, maybe 97 or 98, is that um, a long time ago? It was. A, it, I feel like it was. Neff was two years old, so yes, it's a long time ago. <laughs> and he was quirky, oh and he was weird, and he was unique, and uh, and and he was shy, and uh, and and God really got a hold of him, and he went to Bangladesh for a missions trip, and uh, now that young man is right here, and he's the host of his own YouTube show, and he's doing great things for the kingdom of God because God can take quirky and weird and unique. Yeah, I'm still quirky and weird and shy <laughs> and unique. <laughs> <laughs> but he turns it into something beautiful. And I don't know if it's heat and pressure or I don't know if it's just. Got it. I cannot Yay! believe you got Steven that. Steven just got the fly. <laughs> that was amazing. He just got the fly. The nature of that catch was spectacular. <laughs> pinned him. He pinned him to the side of this plastic pop filter. That was beautiful. Uh, I, I was like, no now. way. It was a high five. He was like excited, <laughs> and then he was instantly like, oh, God, get it off. Hey, like, guts on me. 
like a fluid dance That was awesome. Number. <laughs> that was, that was, that was uh, good. You know the last thing to go through that fly's mind? Steven's hand. Too soon, Tony. Too soon. Help <laughs> <laughs> me. He I just killed Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh, I get that. So whoever you are out there, whether you be the quirky, quiet, shy kid, whether you be the uh, the awkward one that people look aside uh, on, whether you're the one that people make, you know, they make you play the dog when everyone else is playing family <laughs> or time. Horse. Or maybe you're the cool kid. Maybe you're the one that's out there that has all the opportunity in the world and you're the superstar and you're the quarterback. God needs every single one of us to be who we're supposed to be in him, to, to be the part of his body that we were designed to be. And uh, and there's no shame in, in being one thing or another thing. The only shame is trying to be something that God did not make you to be. So honor him and, and love him and love other people. Let's work together. Let's get beyond our differences and let's work in unity. We are a team. We are a family. We are a body. And uh, it's beautiful that through Christ, we have been made significant and we have been uh, made to do great things. And I think it's the one of the most beautiful things about that gospel, about the good news, is that it's not just a story that we can admire. It's a story we can apply and, and, and be a part of. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty wonderful. Final thoughts? You right. <laughs> you right. It's God, man. I'm right. just, I just read the scripture. I didn't, like, <laughs> I didn't make this stuff up. Uh, Christian. So this is uh, this is the the exit ramp here for us. We are winding down. Mm. Uh, you have experienced how the sausage is made. Wow, <laughs> it has been a great time. Thanks for having me. We are honored for to being have with you us. here. Yeah, it was um, fun. We expect reciprocation. I want you to take me around and show me where all the good noodles are in China. For sure. And any t- you guys can appear on bath time anytime. Uh, it's bath time. It won't get weird. I promise. <laughs> it doesn't get weird. We should call this episode Bath Time with the Nerd of God. That's yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> featuring okay. featuring Stephen, Neff, and Christian. Rub it up, dope. Three minutes at a time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, thanks bad. for having me. <laughs> Uh, well, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, please thank your, your wife for letting us borrow you until oh, yeah. the wee hours here. It's way past my bedtime. Yeah, I could tell you you kind of checked out on, somewhere like, the, the around Chinese Brundlefly. Thing. I'm checked in. I'm just yawny, but I'm here. <laughs> yawny? Yawny. Like the composer? I see myself playing some delightful That's pan right. flutey, you know, Mediterranean New Age music. Uh, very very good well that's all the time we have for tonight Uh, we definitely look forward to keeping this conversation up with you connect with us again on Twitter Facebook or Instagram at Nerd of Godcast you can uh, check out our blog that's nerdofgodcast.com or email us nerdofgodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear about what your idea of a great team is or a great team that you've ever seen or been a part of we thank you for being part of our Nerd of Godcast team we're doing all the talking but um if, if there was no one there to listen, we would just be wasting our time. So thank you so much for your faithfulness. If you made it this late into the episode, that means you have stuck with us all the way through our nonsense. And God bless you and your ministry. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Thank you guys for being here with us tonight, for staying late. We bless you and we appreciate you. Uh, for the Nerd of God cast, producer Steve-O. Sayonara. The lovely Tory line. Goodbye, guys. The big man, Quentin Neff. Night, Nerd of God Squad. <laughs> Our special guest from China, Christian Zadek. Zaijian. 
I was hoping he'd say goodbye in Chinese. I looked it up. I'm like, nope, can't pronounce that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was goodbye in Chinese. Earlier, Christian and Ashley said something, and I repeated it right back to them as I heard them say it. As it turns out, Chinese is not just about the letters that you string together. There are intonations that co- totally change the meaning. So they matter quite a bit. When when I was referring to what what was it? A, a, Baba Chunar. Yeah, which Baba is Chunar. it's which is it mean literally means dad. Where are we going? It's yeah. the name of a popular Chinese TV show. So oh. I try to say that in not intoning it correctly. <laughs> I think I cussed his wife. So, <laughs> she took off her shoe. My got B. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> got weird. It got weird. Three cartwheels. <laughs> Baba Chunar. So next time you get really angry or you mess up on a question during a quiz game, you can just say, Dad, where are we going? That's and right. know exactly what you mean. Uh, nice. Anyway, uh, I, my name is Tony T. Until, <laughs> until then, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. Peace out. Dad, where are we going? Baba Chunar. Shh. Baba Chunar. Baba Chunar. Uh, you were the closest then. <laughs> Dad, where are we going? We're going to Baba Chunar. I, want, I, I wish we had more time. I really wanted to talk with Christian about the, the movies that come out in China that are like subtly different. Than oh, I wanted to talk with you about Iron Man three, like to get like the inside scoop on. You guys know, like I caught when I talked to Tony, I was like, Tony, tell me, what, or I wrote him, I was like, tell me what the Chinese scenes in Iron Man three were, like the Chinese language scenes, and he's like, what are you talking about? We didn't get those, and I was like, what do you mean? There was la- there were scenes that were all in Chinese, and we didn't get any subtitles, so. I'm sure they subtitled it for you. And he's like, no, those scenes were not in my movie. <laughs> they were not. There was more than five minutes worth of footage in, in uh, Iron Man 3 in China, all in Chinese. It's where he's at the hospital and getting the procedure done. It's Chinese doctors. Which here was just a 10-second scene yeah. with a with a dialogue over top of it. Just like, oh, they fixed my heart. Yeah. And then... And that was it. No, what do it, they say in the... Well, I don't know about? because it's all in Chinese. <laughs> and at that time, my, my Chinese chops were not there. But from what I heard from friends, there's like there was like two or three... There were two short scenes. Uh, oh, and they used it to sell this milk that comes in like a little box. It's like a box drink, like juice drink, but it's milk. Oh, my Tell gosh. Me more. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, Tell me about your Chinese neph. milk. And <laughs> it was... And at one point, like like the... The doctor is there, and then like the milk is just on his desk. But it's very odd. It's like a very ornate business desk, and then there's like this little juice box of milk. And everybody in my theater was like, "Oh, there's the milk! There's the milk!" And they all point at it. They all knew. So on the sides of buses everywhere in Xi'an is Iron Man, and he's holding the milk. Oh my gosh! And so it was huge. And so there's two little scenes like with the milk in it. But then the big scene, it's like the doctor and his. I think it's his niece or his daughter who's like the nurse. Mm-hmm. They're the two ones who are operating on him, and they have this long conversation about how machines can help us and how you know china needs iron man and like are we are we am i still am i still alive like what what it's very existential and (laughs) and deep and then they go and then the music's all soft and and like and the and apparently the two actors are very well known in china they're they're pretty famous like dramatic actors and then they go and they do the surgery on him